What's up, guys, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now, we got a pretty fun episode this week, something I think uh, a lot of people have been asking for since kind of the early days of this podcast, you know? We're actually coming up on two years almost, real close. I know, it sounds weird. Um, but a couple years in and, uh, you know, going, going strong, I'd say. But uh, we have a cool main topic that's kind of a rehash of, of an old main topic and some other fun things to talk about. Now, the first thing I need to do is ask, whatever are you drinking, Brent? Because it looks disgusting. Man, do you ever taste a all sport from back in the day? It was a sports drink that was kind of a competitor with Powerade. Had a little bit of carbonation in there. Mm. Uh, anyway, so this is a <laughs> energy drink that I found at the dollar store, and we can definitely talk about other good stuff you can get at the dollar store. <laughs> That's not one of them. <laughs> okay. That's interesting. So not a good drink. Uh, what's it called, though? It's called Rip It Energy Fuel. Uh, so yeah, this is okay. yet another episode of Energy Drink Bravely the podcast <laughs> um hey you gotta try new things to learn new things that's and true i gotta tell you i actually kind of miss all sport hmm. the I've energy drink from the yeah never i, I used to play as a small child i played hockey and, and you know after after a game of hockey you gotta you gotta go get the energy drink and i was i like the all sport they don't make it <laughs> anymore though no. It tastes like ripid energy fuel. <laughs> yeah. Well, they started making that and they put it in the dollar store. <laughs> Man, I just went to the dollar store. I just picked up a whole bunch of stuff. Perfect transition. It, it is, right? I know. It's almost like we planned it. Um, yeah, so I actually uh I went and picked up I got a bunch of makeup sponges, you know, because they're good for removing uh, you know, enamels and stuff off your models. And they're super cheap at the dollar store. Yeah. Um, my dollar store has, like, LEDs that you can put in stuff. I think that's pretty cool. Like. A little bit of. Casey bit is of, reaching for LEDs that he bought at the dollar store. Yeah, well, this is the, the diorama that I put together with the LEDs that I bought at the dollar store. Of course, you can't see this if you're listening. But it is on YouTube.com slash podcast if you want to watch the video feed as we do this podcast. Just for fun, throwing it out there. Uh, but yeah, like I, I bought a couple packs of the, the LEDs. They're kind of cool because you can cut them down and, and you don't have to wire anything and it, it comes with a battery pack. So pretty awesome, just randomly at the dollar store. Like you wouldn't think that they would have something like that, but mine does. Um, yeah. yeah, and so, I bought some glue. Yeah, so so I actually don't shop at the dollar store often. Normally, if I want unethically cheap goods, I go to Walmart. Mm. But uh, I remember a specific <laughs> episode of Black Magic Craft where he was talking about foam board. Okay, and yeah, yeah. for crafting with foam board, if you want to get the kind of foam board, like poster board made out of foam, that's easy to craft with. The thing you need to look for is that the paper glued to the fo foam peels off really easy. Right, right. I know that in... Uh, whatever winnipeg or whatever part of canada that jeremy's <laughs> in his dollar store uh -huh. is the place for that kind of foam board so i went on a little journey i checked out the two different brands of dollar stores near me and one of them 
was disappointing. It was like just like a regular store that was called mm. a dollar store. And they didn't have oh, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, that was the Dollar General, where right, things were different. $1 or $2 or... Actually, one of their types of poster board was $5 for a piece of poster board. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, right under it, they had the $1 piece of, piece of phone right. board. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, Dollar General, kind of like just kind of like a CVS, like just kind of like a regular store where they, you know, don't bother to put 99 cents at the end of every price tag. But you go to Dollar Tree... Mm-hmm. Dollar Tree is a very strange and, and scary place where nothing in that store is worthwhile. Uh, the best thing in the entire store is Rip It Energy Fuel. And it's just like a, a store full of junk. But that is perfect for, for, for crafting and basing and uh, trying to light things up in ways that may or may not be hazardous to fire safety. That's yeah. true. It's very true. So far, so good on my, my diorama. Which also has a dollar store base and dollar store foam uh, building it up. So, but you would know, you turn was, it on and you leave thing. your house? Like, would you I turn have it on? In the past. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yes, that has been a thing. Not, and, and I did not do it on purpose, but my house was still here when I got back. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's okay. Okay, Casey. Seems fine. I mean, they're double A batteries. Through. Like, really. I don't <laughs> walk me through this scenario. You you go out to the movies with your family. Yeah. You come back, mm-hmm. your house is burned down or your house is like in the oh, process darn. of burning down. Check through the list of what what do you think of as the cause of the fire? If you come if you come back to your house while it's on fire and you're like, "Oh, what did I leave on?" What's what's the uh-huh. checklist look like here? Oh, the the checklist of wow, that's that's actually pretty good. I like this. Because it's, uh, there's a lot of stuff. Okay. So I, I mean, I have a workshop, but it's essentially a room in my house, right? But it's, it looks like a workshop. It's all tool benches and toolboxes and, you know, all the stuff that you'd find in a wood shop, most likely, um, which is how I choose to build my hobby shop. But whatever, I digress. Um, possibly um, the, the cable that connects the lights to the ceiling. Uh, I would think probably something from there would be the cause. I mean, a hundred percent, it would be from this room. Like that would, that would oh, be sure. my go-to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe even more likely is, uh, maybe I left my sonic cleaner on somehow mm-hmm. and I set it for some stupid number. Yep. Sonic um, cleaner is a, is a possibility. Yeah. Something like because that. It, yeah, it gets going, it's generating a lot of energy, and it does heat up if it's going for more than a couple of minutes. Yeah, it does. And I mean, it, it goes from like 20 degrees Celsius to 50 in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, that's why you're not supposed to put things like isopropyl alcohol in your sonic cleaners. Just throwing that that's out That's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. It's, because the flashpoint... Realistically, for, <laughs> the cause would be... It's it's the combination of a flammable liquid in uh-huh. near proximity to a cheap piece of hobby equipment that Correct. you are not treating appropriately. Oh, absolutely, yes. And that that like a spark can cause an explosion. Um, like it, it's still rather unlikely if you're watching it and you're watching the temperature, but you know it's just a bad idea all around. Um, I've done that before. No fires. Yeah. 
Uh, the other for, thing, for like actual fire safety tips, uh, just be mindful of where you have your alcohols and your oil paints yeah. and your mineral uh-huh. spirits. Like I, that, that's probably the like actual advice we should give you. <laughs> that that's probably true. I mean, I mean, generally speaking, like the alcohols that we have access to, ninety nine percent isopropyl alcohol. Like you're supposed to keep at least up and away, or in in a locked cabinet away from children. Um, relatively, they're they're. they're basically harmless unless they're near something flammable uh poisonous and flammable well yeah oh. but again away from children but like my cabinet behind me um i store my chemicals in and it's locked it's a locked cabinet yeah and uh that way i don't have my five-year-old or my five-month-old coming in here chugging resin or alcohol very good very yes. good um what else? I don't even know what else. Like I've I've got this this weird LED thing that might be on the list if I if I knew it was on, you know. But then again, it's it's like AA batteries. It's unlikely, <laughs> you know. Like the AA battery would burn out because I've seen AA batteries burn and explode, and like they go oh, for sure. for a little bit, but they they basically burn themselves out. Um. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Well, so far so good. So I'm far, just looking so around good. my room, like <laughs> something bad's gonna happen. It's probably the computer in my five by five walk-in closet that I ran an extension cord in that I used to do everything on the channel in. That that yeah, that's th- that was the th- danger for a long time. Yeah, I think realistically, uh, finding your extension cord that is doing the bulk of your work. Like if you have an extension <laughs> yeah. cord that is uh, doing the work for multiple rooms plugged into a single socket. Hey. I'm not an electrician, but I can can count to 10 and and then see that one of those 10 goes off to another splitter, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Luckily, um, it is pretty lucky. I'm on, like, for just this room, because it's technically, like, a master bedroom that we split, um, and it's got a bathroom and a closet, I'm on, like, three different circuits for this whole space. So... Like, it, it, it's not horrible, which is nice. So the power situation isn't the worst. Now, that being said, I do have a socket over here that if I plug into, then that whole half of the whole side of the house will go. Or, you know, in this room and, and in the closet, because it's too much. Because I'm running, like, a computer and, like, lights and some other stuff. And then if I if I put something in over, like, a computer or something else that's bigger than, like, a camera battery then uh, that'll go. So, yeah. gotta be, gotta be now, careful. Uh, dear listener, it may seem like we're on a stupid, stupid tangent already, uh, but this is actually going to loop right back in, because later on in this episode, we're getting back to a, a highly requested topic mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. ranking hobby spaces. Exactly. And you better believe that uh, reasonable electricals is, is part of the scoring system. So That's true. Yeah, we've expanded the whole idea and uh yeah. and giving it a points system i'm i'm, I'm pretty excited to yeah, to yeah. reveal the mark two <laughs> the year two yes. ranking system for hobby setups so, is that is that what you so every stay year with us dear year. listener <laughs> hobby ranking 2021 like yeah. 2022 version three will come out later uh after we tweak it some more you know somebody needs to build like that that D character sheet style thing that we were talking about 
Um, that still has to be a thing. So maybe that'll be next year's version three upgrade. We're, we're For now, close. it's we're uh, close. yeah, we're getting close. <laughs> yeah, but again, I, I'm quite happy with the the draft of the system that we're going to present to you. Yeah. Uh, for your feedback today. But by year by year three or four, I think we're gonna have a really tight rubric down. <laughs> uh, the definitive, definitive, the definitive edition. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Maybe we could skip a year once that happens. <laughs> when it's so oh, yeah. definitive. Oh yeah. So yeah. All right. We want to talk more about dollar store, or we want to talk more about makeup supplies. Like you bought makeup at the dollar supplies. store. Well, I guess we could segue into some of that because it has to do with both like i did buy makeup supplies at the dollar store yesterday i bought a bunch of uh dry brushes which are like shade you know face shade brushes or yeah um regular makeup brushes i don't even know what they're actually supposed to be for specifically some kind of blending i don't know (laughs) they work really well for dry brushes (laughs) which is fine they're super disposable and and you can beat them up and they're great um yeah. and then I, I got some uh oh man, what else I got some sponges, like the bigger tearaway sponges um for the bigger stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, makeup supplies at the dollar store. Definitely useful. Yeah, the more I learn about makeup supplies, <laughs> the more I am convinced that you could set up your hobby desk entirely with makeup supplies plus, you know, some some mini paints. And yeah. be just fine. I mean, theoretically, you could go with acrylic uh, nail polish and paint, too. If you want to go that oh. that far. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a stupid YouTube video idea. And we can, I mean, stupid. we'll get yeah. there. We'll get there. Like, yeah. Once we've run out of a lot of actually good ideas, <laughs> we'll get there. If, if that Painting ever pops up on nail polish. either. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, oh, that, uh, to be fair, you know. In in the uh, manicure pedicure realm, you know, some of those nail artists do some pretty nice little pieces of artwork on yeah. thumbnails and fingernails and pinky nails. They've got to have yeah. some nice brushes. Oh, they use airbrushes to too. Man, this is just coming to us now. But so, <laughs> yeah. On on the topic of getting cheap makeup dry brushes. The regardless of what you're called, you want the bushy ones with the short bristles. Yeah, like short bristles and a whole bunch of them, and kind of look soft. Because I've seen some makeup brushes that have like long, soft bristles mm-hmm. in like a big bush. That's fine, but it's um, I think it's the ones with the shorter bristles that make the better dry brushes for for our purposes. Yeah. No, that's too much, Casey. Casey. Casey has a giant poofy brush out right now. This which, this poofy uh, brush though, this is good stuff for terrain. You get oh, a yeah? lot. You get a lot done, and it's soft. Like it, it's a soft brush. Um, yeah, like I do it for like the real big stuff. You know, it works good. That looks uh, good for like dusting off your minis. Like you might want to just could, keep that one that. perfectly clean and just go around to your your mini display cabinet every you know six months or so, just kind <laughs> of dust things like off a little bit. Yeah, this other one that I got is is a little bit smaller. Um, it's it's not as long like you're talking about. Works works a little bit better, but you're talking even shorter, like little stubby ones. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I like right. the stubby ones. I think I use those the most. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked about some of this stuff before. 
uh, about dry brushing, but the revelation for me, and this was told to me by Raquel at Rack Rack's Arts, and it is eyeliner brushes. Mm. So uh, I'm not a man who uses makeup, and so this was just, I mean, it makes sense, but it was completely news to me, is that there are essentially fine detail synthetic like golden taclon brushes sold for makeup that are extremely cheap so one of my other sources of unethically cheap hobby supplies is (laughs) amazon.com went on there paid six dollars and fifty cents for 100 eyeliner brushes and yeah it's like it's like a fine detail brush or like a size zero Size zero, maybe size zero, zero synthetic brush that costs six and a half cents each. (laughs) A hundred pack of these brushes for $6.50. So do you just use it once and throw it away? Or if you like, you clean it out or? So I think that's like what the idea is on your face. Like, you know, so you're not spreading pink eye around or whatever. I I Uh, guess. I mean, yeah, I could see um, that. For painting... So, so the differences between this and a brush from I don't know, Citadel or Army Painter or whatever, it is shorter. It's the plastic, it's a plastic handle. It's the size of like a golf, golf pencil, if you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> the like short stubby <laughs> golf pencils. Yeah, it looks stupid. It is the that's, golf that's pencils <laughs> of detail brushes. Right. <laughs> um, oh, man. And it doesn't have... It doesn't have a metal ferrule to attach the bristles to the handle. It's just the golden tackle-on bristles jammed into the plastic handle. Yeah. But it keeps a point. Honestly, that's the thing. That's kind of the golden rule. If it keeps a point, it doesn't matter what the brush is. Like, Because it's all about the tip. Yeah. So these are eyeliner brushes. Yeah. And there is no need... like. I mean, you go to the dollar store, you go to Walmart, you buy a pack of synthetic brushes, you can get some detail brushes for a quarter or 50 cents or whatever. Yeah. There's no need to get a six cent detail brush. (laughs) Not generally. But it's kind of funny. It's funny. Uh, It is funny. And it works. Yeah. And it amuses (laughs) me. And before we started talking today, Casey, I spent the last couple of hours doing some painting with this brush. This one that I'm holding right here. Yeah. And yeah, the the really short handle actually got a little bit annoying because the, the handle is pretty sure, small. Sure, sure. But if the handle was like half an inch longer, it'd be a pretty good brush. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, I've used something like that before. Not, I think, as small as that. But um, like when I started doing panel lining with oils, I was using a really small makeup brush. And I mm-hmm. think that that looks even more specific and smaller. And I, I wish I had something like that when I was doing that a lot more. Because uh, that makes that that's where my mind goes. It's like, oh, I can I can do some enamel panel lining or, or just oil yep. panel lining like really well with a brush like that. Yep. Uh, yeah, that that's worth having something that's throw away. So you don't like mix it in with your acrylic stuff or you know, have to clean it with mineral spirits or whatever. It's like, cool. I panel lined, you know, 10 models. I'm done for the, the week or whatever. I got my squad done. Toss that brush. Six cents. No big deal. 
Mm-hmm. Like that that feels that feels right. Feels where that brush was meant to be. Or eyes. So uh something <laughs> to think about there, my friends. Yes, I like it. Yeah. I mean a lot of brushes in the hobby industry, six fifty is cheap. You're getting off cheap if you're spending six fifty on a brush. But if you That's get a hundred of them, Whew. oh man, you can I'm not sure who's you winning can brag there. to all your friends that don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> is that what we're doing here? <laughs> but the more I learn about makeup, uh all of the tools in the makeup industry are useful and Yeah. Man, now I just got a, a an itch that I got to learn more about uh, manicures, pedicures, see what, see what's go- good there. Yeah. You know, I've been, I've been, I don't know if told is the right word, <laughs> but like, uh, suggested that I should get manicures more often. Um, okay. By several people and not just like randos on the internet, but like actually people in my life. Like my dad told me that I should get manicures more often. He does. Yeah. Like he used well, to, he used to, yeah. Hmm. Next Father's Day, next Father's Day, <laughs> you know, your family gets you a, a trip to the spa or, or you know, the nail salon, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You go in, you get it done, but the whole time you're there, you know, you, you're being polite, maintaining conversation, but you're just looking around the place, looking at every tool in use, <laughs> every brush, like an undercover job, <laughs> every rack that is used to, to contain nail polish. I do like that. That's a, that's a good call. Honestly, Some undercover reconnaissance. You, would, you would make your money back and we'd have, we'd have content for, I mean, we could stretch it out to three, four episodes, but like, honestly, it would be a really like solid that, episode uh, if just like we each independently go to a, a, yeah, a local nail pop- place, learn yeah. what we need to learn. Yeah. So, so what, like in a month or so, do you want to just do that? We'll each go get a manicure, then come back and re- and report. Uh, the point the point I'm I, I, trying to make is that that like I mean I actually have no idea what my point was basically because our hands are under the camera so often like it's a good idea. Sure, sure, and I don't get too many people like writing comments on the YouTube channel about my cuticles or anything. Every once in a while, I get the like, "Why do you have a like soggy band aid on your hand? What happened?" But... <laughs> That's different. <laughs> That's different. That's usually yeah. uh, you just have to do it. But you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, to be fair, in my in my drawer right now, I do have uh, files that are definitely sure. originally for fingernails. Yeah, that makes so, sense. There's some Ooh. good stuff there for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely think the dollar store has some good stuff for the hobby. Um, like it, it's definitely becoming a lot more popular to use the makeup brushes uh, as dry brushes. Um, they're like army painter. And I think artist opus have their like pretty nice sets of dry brushes. Those, those really nice, basically makeup brushes. They look exactly the same. Now, no matter what, those are just better brushes because you can actually clean them. When you're done dry brushing, you can wash them. Whereas these makeup brushes, maybe you get one. Maybe. But you start putting water in there and that glue reactivates and those those hairs just start falling out. So they okay. are definitely disposable. Yeah. Okay. I think but there's I do, a lot of different qualities of, of makeup brushes. And literally the only descriptive word I have here available is eyeliner brush for the 
eyeliner brush yeah. equals detail or fine detail brush. That That's the only conversion I know. Otherwise, I'm that's talking good. about like short, bristly, soft looking. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> Very good. Highly recommended dollar store brushes. <laughs> yeah. So, or in this case, Amazon. You know, eyeliner so, man, brushes. I'm going to have to go back to the dollar store and specifically go to the cosmetic area. And yeah. just really rack my brain on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when I went last, which was yesterday, I was in that section going up and down that aisle just trying to figure out what uses each thing I you know, what I could use each thing for. Um, you know, and coming out with uh with different different random things. So I often get asked like, what are you working on? You know, at the, at the checkout, because it's like, got this super glue, got all this makeup supplies, then I got like a piece of a construction paper, and then I got like this wooden block, and then some D&D dice, right? <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, don't worry about it, lady. I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> like, I need some LA's totally awesome. You got to hook me up. <laughs> you know, give me those gallons when they come in. Yeah, secret tip, by the way. Sometimes they have gallons instead of the, uh, the like, the, the liters or whatever. So keep an eye out and uh, add, add your rippet energy fuel to all that. And you're good to go. Um, for real <laughs> though, uh, LA's totally awesome. The stuff that's mm-hmm. really good for stripping minis for some reason that's sold at dollar stores and not necessarily a lot of real stores. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. It's weird. Um, it, it, It's weird. Weird. Okay. Uh, coincidentally, I looked up the uh, SDS sheet not too long ago. And it is a very tame substance. Like, there's... It's 98% water, for one. Like, it's mm-hmm. non-reactive. It's not flammable in any way. Uh, so, safe mm-hmm. to put in your sonic cleaner. Just throwing that out there. That's why it works so well. That's true. Uh, this is basically yeah. water, which is incredible. It's, it's, because um, like, it gets blood out of your clothes. It is kind of basic, like, yeah. pH-wise. So... Uh-huh. Be a little bit careful there, but yeah, I mean the concentrated version, like I can feel it on my hands if I'm putting my fingers in there without gloves. Uh, but I mean, it, it washes off quick, so you know I wouldn't keep my fingers loaded in the stuff, but but it does. Uh, you can feel it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if I remember correctly, that LA is totally awesome is a little closer to neutral pH than uh, Super Clean is. Okay. But it's still it's still basic and and be a little bit careful with it because of that specifically. But um yeah. anyway. Anyways. Look, we're we'll check back in with you on that stuff. Yeah. Uh, if we end up going to get manicures separately, but together. <laughs> That's what we'll do, it's a video call. <laughs> we'll record that. <laughs> Someday. All right. All right. What else well, you got for us, Casey? I, I got I got a little bit of stuff before we really really hit into our main topic. I've uh, I've been doing a lot of work lately. You know, uh, I made an entire. I think yeah, we did talk about this like at length. I think a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but we, I was, we talked about it while you were in the middle of making your teeny tiny warhammer yeah, armies. Yeah. So my yeah. my pocket hammer, my fanny hammer, as uh, mm-hmm. like call it. A lot of people got a kick out of that, which. I think it's funny because that's that was the joke. Yeah, yeah, it turned yeah. out great. Uh, the 
the lunchbox you chose to contain it was actually different <laughs> from what I had in mind. I was thinking of well, like I couldn't the, the find steel lunchbox. metal lunchbox. Yeah, I couldn't it was find it. Like the, yeah. Yeah. It, I was, was expecting like the Transformers lunchbox, but you had more like the Jurassic Park lunchbox, which was also a good choice. I was just surprised. <laughs> it, was, it was like the plastic kind. Yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, it was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So let's throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Correct you there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also a pencil box. A plastic pencil box. That's yeah, right. Which is even smaller than a lunchbox. So, you know, still kind of proving my point, right? Like, look, I can fit two two full 2,000-point armies plus dice and terrain, and terrain, okay, into a pencil box. And it fit, and it was pretty awesome. Um, I, I'm very happy with the way it turned out. Like, I, I ended up getting, like, a basic paint job on everything, but, you know, a stylized basic paint job. Um, I could set up a board and, and actually you could sit down and play a game of Age of Sigmar. Like, you know, it's a little finicky, like the, the, because the weight of it, you know, it's pretty light. So it's easy to knock stuff over, but you know, if you're being pretty careful, then, uh, it works sure. out. Yeah. yeah it works yeah. out great and it's yeah. fun. So yeah. yeah. Uh, I was just talking to editor Matt the other day. Uh, we got a, he was talking about getting a game in, so we're going to try and legitimately play a full game of age of sigmar using this system and see how that goes so i don't know when we're going to do that but hopefully we can report back in the next podcast see how that goes keep this story running a little bit but i highly recommend 10 millimeter models because that's fun just fun i give it a shot sometime yeah 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 so do you do you actually own some fanny packs like did you did you try to jam it into a real fanny pack um I do well okay my wife owns a fanny pack um, okay. but you, you haven't tried like, to you haven't tried to to complete no. the destiny yet have you I mean I I know where this fanny pack is and I do know that everything would fit inside of it Okay okay so it's like it's all the same really it's like I know that would work and the thumbnail that was on the video like made my day for sure uh, because I found the most ridiculous picture of this dude wearing a fanny pack, and it's like this this just works, but I do know that they that the armies and everything would fit uh I used to in fact, I took a trip when I was in sixth grade to Boston and New York a long time ago this uh like week long school trip basically mm-hmm. during the summer it was this whole program um and i I wore a fanny pack that whole time. It was amazing, kept everything in there sure they even had drink holders man i had I had my my drinks. Hell. Oh, wow. Fa- yeah, legit fanny pack. like That kind. Yeah. It was a hardcore one, yeah. I haven't seen that guy in a while, though, unfortunately. Yeah, if, if your fanny pack has cup holders, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's right. It's good to be an American. <laughs> yeah, only here, honestly. <laughs> like, it makes no sense otherwise. Um, But yeah, you know, I carried a hand puppet in that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of uh Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. Well he did find a wonderful thumbnail image of somebody else wearing a fanny pack, and it was heavily implied that that, that strange man had a Warhammer army in there. Heavily but implied, yes. <laughs> the important thing is that he could have. You've proved the concept, it can be done. 
It can be done. Yes, and it should be done. So uh, should be done. Arguably, <laughs> yes. it it should be done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I've transferred everything from my pencil box uh, because, of course, my my son got a hold of it and he's like, "Uh, what is this Ninja Turtles? Wonderful bright green box you have." And and now mm-hmm. he he's been carrying it around, putting stuff in it. So I've I bought like a like a little tackle box. And uh, I've got all the, the stuff separated into little compartments in the tackle box. And uh, that that seems to work out anyways. If I want to keep pushing, you know, the whole idea of it, the, the, the hobby, I guess, and put more in there, then I've got room to grow. So that seems fine. It's pretty small. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. not bad. Yeah. Nice. We'll bring that to Adepticon. We'll, we'll give it a shot. I should try. You know, that's funny. I I probably couldn't bring the tackle box. I could definitely bring a fanny pack though. <laughs> they wouldn't stop me for that. Dude, yeah, there's there's nothing metallic in there, and is there? It's just resin no. and acrylic paint, right? It's all resin and paint. Yeah, like uh I mean they'd they'd make you take it off before you walked through the scanner. But how uh, sweet yeah. would it be to wa- walk <laughs> through the scanner with a fanny pack and say, sir, you have to take off your fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> I'll purposely forget it so that they yell at me. <laughs> I'll have a good story. <laughs> I have a good story walking through uh, through the airport security ones. Um, I had a sharpened nail in my pocket. <laughs> like, a sharpened uh, what? Yeah, a nail. Like oh, a, okay. A, so it's... Um, I was in San Diego and I went to a pipe shop, uh, not like your uh, your head shop, but but an actual pipes shop, like an oldie pipes, yeah. ye oldie pipe shop, yeah, uh, like pipe tobacco. Because I was into that for a long time, like pipe tobacco oh, and pipes pipe. and stuff. Okay, yeah, right. so like your Gandalfs, you know, your little your Sherlock's. Oh, there's all sorts of different kind of pipes out there. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I went there. It was like Old Town, San Diego, and they have this big pipe shop. Uh, got a pipe, got a, a a tamper. You tamp down your tobacco, and you kind of make some nice cinders in there, and it gets it going. It's a whole thing, um, but you can get it's a, it's essentially a nail that's been smashed on one end, so it's it's flat and sharp for scraping out the bowl, and the other end, the the tip of the nail or the head of the nail, is to push it down and tamp the the tobacco in there. And I forgot it in my pocket, and they pulled me aside like for serious, and they're like, "Do you have something?" I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was like in the corner of my pocket where I didn't even realize. And it's like a good three and a half inches long, right? And I finally found it. And it was like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize I had this in there. And like, uh-huh. And I kind of throw it away. And then they sent me on. It was this whole thing. I'm sorry. Anyways, <laughs> it's okay. It'd just be my luck. They're, they'd look, you know, it's something. And for some reason, I'm suspicious at airports. I don't know. I you never just do get anything. jittery and nervous, huh? Plus, you're, I you're smuggling don't pointy all. objects, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, you got anything else uh, you've been up to lately before we head into? Our I main mean, topic? we can we can talk about stuff. I I uh, you know an update to to me playing around with popsicle sticks is that I was able to yeah. find some foam that worked for me at the dollar store. Hey, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. So, man, you you do have to find the kind where the paper peels off of the foam, though. You got to get the foam board where the paper does peel off of the foam. Yeah, you got to get to the and, inside. 
and some of it some of it really doesn't work like some of it you're not going to get the paper off the foam or at least yeah. not cleanly uh but i did find a dollar piece of foam board that i was able to do that too and then you've got this i don't know eighth of an inch thick piece of foam board that you can make indentations on and what i did is i just drew out a brick wall threw some mod podge over it painted it up now i've got a brick wall to go along with my popsicle stick hardwood floor and i'm in business over here now the only thing is is that my my wall is like curved significantly <laughs> uh, so did you say it's a little, a little warped you didn't do that yeah, whole, uh, so, you put the Mod Podge, uh, you put the weights on it, you know, you gotta put those weights down. I always see those terrain yeah. guys put weights on stuff. Yeah, you know? live and learn on this, but I think it's been <laughs> actually curling more and more over time, like it was uh, not uh, this curved uh, last week, so right. I don't know what to tell you, but I have to figure this one out, but despite the curve, I've got a nice little brick dungeon wall here that's gonna be good for mini photography, and you know, we were talking last week about uh, backdrops, like photography backdrops. And man, I used my macro mat in back with my hardwood popsicle stick floor Ooh, yeah. as uh-huh. uh, on the bottom. Uh, I got some good pictures of, of some 3D prints on that. I like it. That's, you know, cool. that's, that's something I've been up to. And in other news, I did print off my first uh, Hero Forge mini recently. Really? Okay. So have you ever played around with Hero Forge? Uh, I just, in fact, just not very long ago, painted a Hero Forge model for someone. Nice, nice. Yeah. So this is, uh, for you listeners at home, if you haven't done this, go to, I guess it's heroforge.com. And it's essentially, (laughs) yeah, it's a a web-based program for customizing a miniature, essentially. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you pick your character's, I don't know, basic attributes and their pose and what they're wearing and stuff. And if you get something you like, you can either pay to have Hero Forge print off this mini for you. Or you can buy the, you know, if you have a printer or a friend with a printer, you can buy the STL and print it off yourself. So I had uh, just made a couple of figures for a D&D game that I'm in right now. And, um, yeah, it is really fun to play around with that customizer mm-hmm. and the mini printed off fine. I was able, you know, I, I put my own supports on there and printed it off, printed it off fine. Looks yeah. decent. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about these kind of self-made customized minis. I, mm. They look pretty good, but I'm still trying to, I don't know, I'm not sure if they have <laughs> souls or not. Like they, that's, I, that's a very good way to put it. Yeah. So, I know what you I mean. mean you, you can dress them up, you can pose them, you can play around with the facial features, but still there's, there's this element of, you know, that they were put together from this, this kind of limited toolkit in some ways. It's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like, like for items, like you have a backpack and you have left hip, right hip, hand, hand. And so, you know, for, 
I have on my character, I have a money pouch on one hip and I have a sheathed dagger on the other hip. And I don't know, you can, you can position them so they look right. You can move them slightly forward and slightly back so that they kind of look right on the belt, depending on the pose and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's still, it's still like, I know that there are slots, you know, like I know there's the back slot, left hip, right hip. And so, you know, on a on a mini that was sculpted from scratch by an actual artist, they have all kinds of crazy stuff. They can have bandoliers, and their hair can be like flung out to the side, and they, you know, right, yeah. some some really you know great dynamic poses. And on this, you know, I can I can tilt the shoulder and the elbow, and actually they have multiple you know degrees of freedom for each of those joints. And so okay. you can really get some fairly precise poses. Yeah. But there's still this element of, I don't know, maybe, maybe if somebody didn't know that I had sculpted this, they'd be like, oh, hey, that's a pretty cool mini. But I know. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know if it has a soul. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if it is. It's a re, is this a real mini or not? Well, and that's okay. something that's something I'm going to be wrestling with, but I haven't painted this yet. I've I've printed out a couple of copies of it. I like yeah. it. It fits my character. It uh, it is my character. Um, but yeah. Okay. Um, if I if I may be so bold, you should uh, you should take in one of the models with your head, and mesh mix the your head onto that model, or at least the face portion. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> That might give it more of a, a Brentish soul feel to it. I don't know. Um, yeah, so I just painted demonic. up. A, yeah, I know it's a little much. <laughs> That'd be hilarious, though. Man, that gives me a really good idea for my uh, Rain and Hell clown army that I'm going to do. I could just put your face on all of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. Now, I shouldn't have said that. Because I could have rolled up to Adepticon 2022 with a surprise in my pocket. And that would have been, that would have been the thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Next time. All right. Hopefully you'll forget. We'll see. Anyways, uh, I, so my friend was doing a, like a pickup D&D game. And uh, he wanted a, a character. So he wanted to hear a forge, made his thing. And he's like, hey, man, like, uh, you know, can you print this out for me? I'm like, oh yeah, no, no big deal. You know, it was, it was a gnome, very small, little, little guy, right? Uh, so I printed up uh, like three or four, just to give him, you know, some options of, of print quality, um, you know, different angles and whatever. Um, but I, I painted one, and it's actually the one he ended up using. Um, I, I don't know, like I, I liked the mini. It looked good. It felt like other minis that I had painted, it didn't feel like soulless so much, but it might've been also because of the, the background that he had given with that, that mm. model. So I don't know. It's uh, I think because I didn't see the process of it being put together, you know, it felt like any other 3d model that I printed. It was just, Oh, this is really cool. It's got, it's got a backpack. Sure. He's got a backpack on. He's, he's holding up this pan you know, because he, he's like a cook guy and he's got this like cook hat on, but he's like this gnome with a, a gnarly beard and a whole this whole thing. And it's like, you know, I painted it up. It, it had these unique elements about it. And since, like I said, I didn't see it, it was it felt like any other mini. So I don't know. I don't know if it's because you, you uh, 
you saw inside the process. Yeah. You know? And there's, I don't know. I mean, a lot of our models are put together from model kits with a limited number of bits and a limited number of poses you can do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, like in some ways, Hero Forge has a lot of options. Like, I don't know, there's 10 different swords that you can use. But in other ways, there's like one crossbow and one light crossbow or one okay. hand crossbow and neither of the designs are particularly good and so there's <laughs> kind of a clunkiness basic. there of, of sure. you know if you're half of the characters in D D that are that start with a crossbow you know uh, yeah no I, I i get you i mean i don't know i i think uh the times that i've used a model to play D D, where it was like you need to pick a model for your character we're gonna meet up and this is you know we're gonna play right um the times where i found a model that sold me on the character was better than something like that mm-hmm. like i found something in the wild so to speak that was like oh that's just that's exactly what i'm thinking this is what i'm looking for it's like that's really cool yeah um and i actually think it, it is, is like fun static. to kind of do both at once like have sure, an idea sure. for the character and then see what kind of model you can find or make for that character yeah. And then kind of fine tune the character to the model and have them be, you know, that that model. Um yeah. I think that's that's definitely a fun way to do it. Uh yeah, and and also actually there's a Kickstarter going right now for something called Dragon Forge or Dragon's Forge. I've I've heard of this, yeah. Yeah. And so it it seems to be a similar idea to to Hero Forge. And so the the Kickstarter, I think you pledge to get some some tokens to to sculpt and buy some minis sure yeah that's interesting okay and and that one kind of took a it seems like they're taking a different approach of you're starting from more of a of like a a finished character that you might find well from titan forge or artisan guild or or you know whatever for, sure. it, it's more of like sure. a character with a really dynamic pose and lot, you know, not just right hip, left hip, back, but like, you know, some some real character to it of, of you know, crazy items in various different places. Okay. And then you kind of start from one of those and you can modify it from there. So they have, mm. in, instead of going like a really bland starting point and then you customizing kind of in the direction of what you want, it's more of the that you start with like a a spicy character, and then you customize from there. And I don't know. I I'm very curious. Like I, I'd like to get my hands on that to see what it's like, and yeah, and if that actually is the way it works. I mean, it it makes more sense almost because you have less decision paralysis. Whereas I can see something like Hero Forge, it's like oh man, like I have to literally see every option before I make a decision. Right. You know, it's like, I need to know. Um, Whereas like, if, if you were buying a mini in the wild, right? Like I was saying, well, maybe I want to customize that. You do a little bit of kit bashing, you know, a little bit of green stuff, put a cloak on him or some fur or something, but it's like very minimal changes. The sculpt is essentially the same. That feels more akin to what we would do as hobbyists, you know, from an, an existing cool model. Right. So I, I could see how that makes a little bit more sense. 
um, you right. know, because you might have the same model as somebody else. It's like similar, but it's like, no, I did all this custom stuff to it. So this is mine. Like, yeah, okay. Like the cape swoops in the same direction. Cool. Whatever. Like you're yeah. probably not going to run into somebody that has the same thing that you do. Right. So it doesn't really matter. Right. Right. Um, and I know that uh, Hero Forge, like you can start from various presets of, you know, unique characters and kind of change them from there. Like you can. I don't know if they have like a randomizer button, but you can start with like a, you know, a paladin or a warrior or whatever and, and kind of go from there. But yeah. to me, the experience of using Hero Forge was very much you start with a mannequin and you dress up your mannequin and you right. add facial features to your mannequin. And I guess that maybe that's where I'm getting this feeling of them being kind of soulless comes in. Yeah. Um, whereas. I don't know. It is an interesting idea that Dragon's Forge has is of starting with uh, this is a character and like the dress is like billowing out in a cool way. And yeah, like you got this crazy bandolier across their chest, and, you know, whatever else. Um, but I don't know. So so my first experience with uh, Hero Forge, I mean, I, I subscribed. I have a lot of I have a lot of Hero Forge tokens that I'm going to be using. So I'll. <laughs> I'll get to know this pretty well here. Yeah, but, you'll see see how far yeah. you can take it. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see if I. So so right now I'm, I'm a, a solid like positive medium experience with it. We'll see if that goes up or down as I I'm working with them more here. Yeah, I mean I I'd say it was it was good on my end from like a painting standpoint. I had fun painting the model. Um, mm -hmm. uh, like my my friend didn't ask me to paint the model. But but after I printed out, it was like, oh, this, this is kind of sweet. So like, and I printed multiples, like I said. So I, I painted one. I'm like, here, you can just have this, and then all these blanks that if you want to paint them. And he's like, well, I'm obviously not going to be painting it, am I? Like, thank you. <laughs> it's done now. <laughs> so you know, uh, that is what it is. But yeah, it was good. I liked it. Good, good. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for the? the big meaty part of this episode here casey i th i feel i feel ready okay. mostly i think um yeah i don't i don't think i have anything else i mean i you know i got, I got lots of stuff okay but but we don't need to keep going on about it okay we'll we'll save some of that for later i'm i'm ready to get into these these hobby setups so, okay. okay, so I think it was episode four of Paint Bravely, the podcast. We were kind of rambling along, and we came up with this this shoddy ranking system <laughs> for, like, you know, talking about where you do your hobby and how that affects your hobby. And, you know, we're, we always like to upgrade and customize our, our little yeah. happy spaces of where we sit and paint. And yeah. so we got to talking about... You know, some some people just just pull out their little their little Jurassic Park and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lunchbox pencil box <laughs> yeah. and take that on over to the kitchen table and you know set up for 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 a solid hour of of happy fun time. Pretty much. But some people some people have a room. Some people have. Yeah. They got uh, square footage. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> And so we were we were trying to come up with a little uh, rubric for that, like a holistic scoring system. Yeah, a scoring system to rank your hobby space. 
Yeah. So yeah. we have a refined version that we're going to present today. Present, yeah. argue about, I'm sure like your understanding of what we scribbled down in our Google Doc is a little bit different than my understanding. So we'll, we'll talk I mean, it out. We'll hash it out we'll here. See. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, so I encourage you folks to listen along at home. Try to, try to keep track. Think, think about where you do your hobby and maybe see, uh, see how many hobby points you're racking up here. Yeah. Um, now this is sort of a, a 10 point scale. If I you mean, will. I think, I think we can call it that if mm -hmm. only because our scale goes to 10. Yeah, it's, that seems like a good enough reason. So, so, uh, last time we presented this, we had a, like a holistic scoring system. So like, uh, a score of one is like, you take your stuff out to the kitchen table and you do what you can. Yeah. And you know, a score of three was like you have you have a desk, you have a dedicated yeah. desk for for your stuff, and then five was like you have multiple desks, uh, and like crazy gear all over them, and yeah. and and you're doing fine. And I think we're gonna retain some elements of that system, but we also have plus and minus modifiers. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're gonna start with. Uh, a scoring system of one through five, just as kind of like a base level of roughly what are we looking at here? Yeah. And then we've got a bunch of mod plus and minus modifiers so that you yeah. can really dial in an exact number. And it is certainly possible for these numbers to add up past 10. But this is the most important rule that I think we're going to present today <laughs> is that if you have a number greater than 10, if your hobby setup is so good that you're, you're, you know, about to type into the comment section that you have a 12.75, don't do it. Yeah, don't, don't. D just don't, refrain. Don't be that just person. Just take a step back. Yeah. yeah. Just, just leave a comment, you know, like I, I have a pretty good, I'm pretty happy with my hobby setup. Yeah, exactly. And if... And if you are forced to give a number at that point, just say it's a 10. Just say it's a 10. Right. Yeah. I mean, realistically, yeah. anything over a 10 and you're still talking about it, you're just being an asshole. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, if, 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 <laughs> if you're typing out, man, I, it's, it's somewhere between a 12 and a 13, but like, what do you guys yeah. think? Do do you Someone's guys like, think I gotta, that I should count I my two. my ultrasonic cleaner as an extra 0.5 or just an extra 0.25 because it's a nice ultrasonic cleaner? No, just take a step back. If you're if you're over 10, we're gonna call it a 10. Your setup you just, is good enough. Good you need to be it. painting more minis. Yeah. You need to stop exactly. arguing about whether you're at a 12 or a 12.5. You just need to be painting minis. So yeah, yeah. All right, start um, us off, Casey. All right, well, why don't we go through our basic one through five system and kind of go from there. Well, uh, I guess we can we can talk about the modifiers after the fact, but but open yeah, it up so with the basics. Get our get our base numbers first. Yeah. Think about think yeah. about yeah where you start, and from. then and then we'll we'll add in the gear and and the little uh, yeah things that enhance or detract from your experience. Yeah. Oh, the other the other thing I wanted to say, uh, the reason that that our system is like a, a, a you know it's it's got a ten in it, right? 
but we kind of have a one through five system is because after five, well, you know, you start to, to get into real specific things like, well, I want to, I want to specialize my hobby space. I'm going to, I'm going to diverge from mini painting a little and I'm going to go 3d printing, right? You know what I'm saying? So your points might start adding up to something else. We don't want to, we don't want to say, oh, well, a six is you have X amount of 3d printers. Cause that's ridiculous. Like yeah. that doesn't necessarily matter. You know, it's, 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 it's your specialization at that point. And yeah, maybe that's a lot something of customization that we can add on yeah. after, but yeah, it's you the can't customization. A, you can't have a six individual. if you don't have a 3d printer. A lot of people don't want 3d printers, That's what but I'm they saying, might but have does, three does different matter? types of hot glue gun all exactly. set up and ready to go. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. that's exactly what I'm, what I'm saying. So I just wanted to clarify that before we really got into this and explain why it's one through five, 10 plus. All right. So number one is a non-permanent, maybe a tray table situation. Your stuff is in boxes, a toolbox, a travel box, something like that. And uh, you, you have to put it away, essentially. So it's something you have to get out to hobby. You have to put away when somebody goes, hey, get your shit off my table. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Dinner, dinner is in five minutes, and I've got to set the table. Yeah. And I, I am not going to eat next to these orcs again. You know, Literally. Get these orcs. Conversation. Yeah, totally yeah, been there. Get these gobos off of the table, right? Yeah, so I think that, um, I, I mean, I started in this situation. I had a handful of paints. I had, you know, I had my Ninja Turtles uh, pencil box, some brushes. In fact, one brush, just one brush, and a handful of models. And it was like they went up onto the table. I did painting, and then I got yelled at when I left paint on the table. And then I put my stuff back in the box and it went away into my bedroom. And yep. I think I was, it was like 11 or 12 when that started. So that is a base score of one. That is one. at certain times of the day, you are allowed to set up here and do some hobby. Uh, now we're going to get into modifiers later, which, which right. actually you, you could end up with a pretty respectable setup yes. of doing that style. So I don't, yeah, but yeah. Oh, we're yeah. starting no, at kind uh, of a low base number. Of, uh, yeah. Right. Using, using that kitchen table. That's, that's gotta be used for, uh, other stuff frequently. Right. Exactly. Like it's, this is the non-permanence of it that, that keeps you down at the one, but you know, there's some really nice travel cases, right? Mm-hmm. Like some purposefully, like I only use this travel case. That is my hobby space. So it changes, right? Like I could yeah. take my party van with a travel space, you know, case drive up to the lake and hobby over the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it changes your, it's your, your Man, I was, I was going to say that you're in, you're in Colorado and your sure. kitchen table is right next to this big plate glass window and there's mountains. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, that's this great yeah. natural sunlight. And we're going to get into all these modifiers later, but, <laughs> but look, if you, if you have a temporary hobby set up, Starting with the base level of one. All right, Casey, what is what is a two? Right. What's a what's a two? All right, a two, a two. It's just a slight step up, right? As you would imagine. So it's semi permanent. Maybe a small desk or a portion of a larger desk. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Now, okay. Back back when we did this the first time, uh, we had a small conversation about a writing desk that Brent yeah. thought was very funny that I brought up. Turns out. Not even, not even that long ago, somebody wrote, and I'm not even kidding, 
that their hobby space is a writing desk. Thank you very much. Just wanted to throw that out there. So yeah. it's kind of a small... So if, you're, if you're listening now, you're starting at a two. We're going to talk about <laughs> modifiers here in a second. Yeah. Now, I think I, I think I want to include on this, like you have a you have a computer desk and you just always have your like palette and some minis and some paints sitting at your computer desk. Right. But you got to so, like move so it out of the way sometimes. kind of multi-purposing or... on a larger desk. I think that I think that fits into somewhere around two. Could could be three depending on the exact yeah, balance. Depending. But... Uh-huh. Well, it depends on where your desk is, right? Because if it's like the family computer desk, that's, that's still more close of a two. To a one again. Yeah. I mean, okay, it is. But, you know, <laughs> if it's like, hey, uh, Jimmy, Johnny, Jan, you can have... Your stuff out over here on this corner, and you can use maybe this this like top left drawer for your stuff. Um, but when I got to do my taxes, right, you got to move that stuff That's out. That's what I was way. gonna say too. If if this is yeah. the desk that you pay your bills on, you do your taxes on, and <laughs> yeah. or or your homework, um, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, semi permanent. Yeah, if you got to move your gaming keyboard out of the way to use this desk, <laughs> it's a you're you're at about a two. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what's the number three, Brent? Okay, this is this is dedicated desk space. The main purpose oh, okay. of this desk is painting miniatures, and I'm also going to say that it is a step up from a writing desk, so it is more than a meter. In in, in uh, width or whatever. So you got your like standard kind of like a four foot type of desk, like your your yeah your uh, computer desk. Yeah, you know. Yep a a a computer desk a or a serious desk not not gigantic. That's that's going to get us closer into four, but right. a dedicated desk. I'm going to say maybe a little bit more than one meter, but certainly less than two meters. Like you have. Sure. Sure. You have a small table, decent sized desk for your hobby. Now we're gonna talk about yeah. we're gonna talk about all the fixings like drawers and shelves and little knickknacks that are at that desk. That's just base yeah. level. Base level three is you have a desk for your hobby. Exactly. I like that. Um and I think uh man, that, that actually took me a long time to get to. Um mm. It wasn't until, so I mean, I, I left the hobby back back in the day when I was probably 13. Um, so I only put in a couple years, you know, originally. And it was it was a, just a, a number one the whole time. I never had anything really permanent. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until like I owned my first home that I even had like a permanent space. And it was on my computer desk, and that makes sense. It was like a large computer desk in... Uh, like a, a you know office type situation, but that's all it was. You know, it's like there's a bed in there for guests and such. Um, but yeah, it was. It took it took a long time to get there. So I also want to just throw it out there. Don't be discouraged by you know where these things are going. We all have to build up to these things. It takes time, or it you know it depends on what you want, right? Like I said, yeah. a travel box can be the perfect setup. So yeah, just, just throwing that. No, out I there actually think. I actually think level three is a great place to be, and I bet it's actually pretty common for for probably a lot of the folks listening to this. Is I, I think so. You like this yeah. hobby enough so that you you try to have a desk that 
Maybe maybe you used to spend more time on the computer, but that keyboard is getting farther and farther pushed towards right. the back. That's <laughs> two and a half, maybe even into three. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know it's funny. It's like the more that you get into the hobby, that's exactly what I've found happens for me. Anyways, is yeah, like my my mouse and keyboard there that they're proper angles you know for the wasd and i got i got the mm-hmm. within reach of everything the mouse pad is you know across everything and it starts to migrate under the monitor kind of like just pushed yep. forward and I, all of a sudden yep. i have a space and it's like well i can't have a mouse pad there because what if i get paint on it okay you got to push that mm-hmm. up now you got your paper under that so you can't ruin your desk right and then on top so now you've got now you've got a more dedicated space playing games less and painting more often like it's a weird thing that happens but uh it definitely happens <laughs> yeah so a uh, number five well kind number of... four first number four Are we number four? Oh, i almost skipped the whole number it would have been terrible <laughs> okay well a number see i don't know um these ones get a little bit closer together i think they start they do becoming they do. Yeah, maybe that's why I accidentally skipped it. Right. My, I'll tell you my concept of a four, and then you you can argue with me, Casey. Okay, but that maybe that my that concept would help of out. a four is a big desk is like okay. a like big L-shaped serious work desk. desk. Uh, maybe we're talking like an L shaped desk. Maybe we're yeah. talking about kind of a a workbench or or a, you know something like that that's taken up like a good a good portion of your spare bedroom like we're talking about a a big surface dedicated to this hobby okay I, like it I, is somebody somebody now. walks into this room and this is like a major feature like this yes. is a it, major, it cannot be ignored. major feature of this room yeah yeah okay so then that now this makes more sense now i'm i'm getting this picture in my mind a little bit better and i'd forgotten about this kind of in between of like the the number 5 okay it didn't make sense for number 4 that's what i'm getting at so for a while i had a large computer desk with some uh with some extras on it you know i had i had like a paint rack uh some other pulled drawers and whatever modifiers essentially but a large desk in a room that was just a room and it was there and it was imposing and not necessarily belonging. It's like it clashes with everything else in the room. So it's like your dedicated space that could be in yeah, a guest room or an office that is extra large yeah. and definitely more Maybe the purpose grab an of extra, the room. an extra small table and you make an L for yourself there because you need a little more space base to stack stuff yeah i'm gonna sneeze look, it's real bad just look just just be honest with yourself you know it's it's not a competition like if you you know if you're if you're doing pretty well you you don't need to you don't need to stretch it no. right yeah there's no no reason no reason to stretch okay and, now. and if you're not sure if you're at a three <laughs> or you're a four give yourself a 3.5 and we can move ahead but uh <laughs> what is what is a five starting point casey Okay, a five starting point is a dedicated, dedicated hobby space, like a big space, like a room. Uh, so you can say, this is my hobby room. This is the area that I do hobby in. Maybe it was uh, made for you, or you know, you, you took over some room in, in, the, in the house, or the basement, or something like that. 
Uh, it has a big desk in it. It's got a workbench, lights, shelves, that kind of thing. Probably lights are the one of the bigger additions to that. You really start getting into uh, honing in on seeing everything and, and just building a space around you more than just the desk in front of you. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I'm also thinking about it as one of the dividing points as you having multiple workstations. Like you have you have a desk for painting and you have a desk for assembling and gluing popsicle sticks. Like you have a desk for painting <laughs> and separately down at the basement you have a desk with 3D printers and ultrasonicators on it. Like you I so, like that, yeah. Multiple So it can setups. either be like five it's either like you're getting pretty close to dominating your spare bedroom or right. five is you have uh multiple dedicated spaces spread across I, yeah. your house or apartment or whatever yeah. I, I might even suggest that that the spare bedroom becomes a place where you go no you probably shouldn't sleep in there because <laughs> you know like i don't want anything to get messed i don't want you to have a bad night of uh smelling resin yeah. or i can't, I can't you know. remember Do are you the one with asthma or was that your brother? Exactly. Like, exactly. Like when that's a concern, you've moved into five territory. Like you have a room, you have a very mm -hmm. dedicated space that mm -hmm. is 100% about the hobby all the time. It, it cannot be used for something else. Cannot. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I think, so, so this is the outlines of kind of what we talked about uh in episode four of paint bravely the podcast we were just kind of brainstorming how we might start to think about the different hobby spaces yeah. we have and how much they're they're taking over our living spaces and uh wh yeah. whether we can maybe chill out from optimizing them a little bit <laughs> or maybe if there's a little more room to optimize you know but this is this was our starting point but like you said, Casey, there is so much uh, room for specialization and, and optimization oh, yeah. in different directions that now we need to talk about ways that each of those each of those basic types of setups can be made extra special and extra useful, and maybe some things that kind of make them make them less appealing than than you might ordinarily think. So sure. Sure, I like it. Uh, so, so you want to kind of so get okay, your I base think... number and get ready to be adding some some yeah. halves and some quarters and that that would be the uh, thing to do. Is I'm I'm wondering if we just start at the beginning again, essentially, and start going through the possibilities. Do you want to go through the whole list or for each one? I'm not sure how we want to do this. Well, so so we do have a couple of things that only apply to portable spaces. And then all yeah. the rest of our, everything else on our list of modifiers here can apply to any of the more permanent sort of setups or actually any of the setups. So I suppose that's true. Or yeah. if you, if you're at a level one, if you are, you know, setting up and breaking down, you know, setting up, breaking down every time you do your hobby, I think if you really have an elegant system, like a well-organized kit you know, you just, you, you roll out your, your little leather bundle of knives out on the table <laughs> and you, you, know, yeah. you got your, your, all your lunch boxes with everything in, in order. 
I think if you've really got a system, I think you get an extra point easy. Oh yeah. Yeah, that huh. makes sense. Because it it's it's almost so good that it's it's more towards permanent than not. Yeah. Even though you have to take it out every time, it's like, no, but I, I got this. It's useful, yeah. it's organized, and it's, uh, you know, it shows the love that makes it enjoyable to do your hobby, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. And, and I think there certainly is room for, like, if you, if you really have a system, I think you can get plus two. Uh, well, yeah, if, if you're, uh, I guess, box if you will, whatever you're carrying all your stuff in has a, uh, a pop out led light that can hang over the top and it is powered from within your box. There's definitely a plus two. Definitely. Because that is yeah. some permanent stuff. Like, no, I have to, this is where my light is. This is where my, I got like a water tray that's built into the corner. I push a button and it comes out the side. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty good. You have magnetic holders inside your box for your models, like they magnetically stay there. You can have four or five models ready to go. All your paints, they kind of, you know, come out a little bit at an angle when you open that drawer, and all of a sudden okay. you have a whole space in front of you, nice open space. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if Tony it's not Stark but helps well to be. design your <laughs> yeah. portable painting setup, that's that's plus too easy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's that's a good place to be. I actually I envy those people. I do. Yeah. Like that no, I've, I've seen some of the like commercially available portable painting kits and yeah. eh, I mean I mean some of them some of them seem cool. I think I think a lot of those are more in the plus one area. Because like a lot of those I look at and I see like, oh hey, that's kinda cool, that kinda works. But eh, this looks like it'd get into the way. This it doesn't actually seem like you can put too many paints in in that design. I don't know. That, that's there, true. There are none of the the portable portable kit designs that I've looked at, and I'm like, this is amazing. This is this is the best. There's there's some some decent looking ones out there that are they're a solid plus one. But I think from from what I've seen, like you, maybe you get one of the commercially available ones and you make your own special modifications to it. Maybe that's how you get a plus two. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I've seen some pretty sweet looking like handmade yeah. wooden kits that have all the modular drawer systems and, you know, water trays and brush holders and like literally LED lights that that slide out and they they turn on and it's like you've got the the double lamp LED thing going on the perfect lamp setup right I don't know uh, maybe it's maybe it's just me that's just how you feel about it too like if okay. you feel like you hit that that plus 2 then you know what if you feel it you 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 earned it yeah yeah and and there are going to be lots of other ways for you to get bonus points here so that's even true. even if you don't have a permanent <laughs> setup so um yeah those that was i think those were the only ones that are just for for the portable folks but portable folks if they really got a system they can be up to a three already you know no problem that's true so, yeah. that's true okay all right well uh, why don't we start going down the the list and uh we'll just talk okay. about each one as they they pop up okay do you have a place where you can spray paint prime models do you have yeah. access to a place where you can spray paint? So 
you know, I've lived in various apartments where I have to go out into the parking lot and like just pretend like it doesn't bother to me to just be standing in the middle of the, <laughs> a mostly empty part of the parking lot with right. like minis in, and in whatever weather paint. is. Yeah. <laughs> so that is that is not an ideal setup, but I think that's worth a quarter of a point. Like if you have least, a place yeah. where you can make it work that you can coat your minis with spray paint without going to sleep in that room. Uh, yes, you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you can go outside, prime your minis, come back inside, and not have to smell spray paint for the next three days, you get yourself plus 0.25 points. And I think yeah. if you have, like, a good place to do that, like uh, a private backyard or, or just, you know, uh, a, a place where your neighbors aren't going to be like making fun of you or angry at you <laughs> and that's that's a full plus 0.5 i think right yeah oh that makes sense uh you know and, and obviously you could go ridiculous and go no i have a i literally have a, a paint booth with filtration and suction you know what sure. i'm saying that's totally a thing yeah so yeah, and, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know what that would be worth. Look, but. if you really got to feel like you, you know, giving yourself more points and you've got like a really good place to spray paint, you know, who am I to say you can't give yourself a full plus one for that? But I think access to a good place to spray paint, a reasonable place to spray paint, access, you know, a back porch or something, I think that's worth yeah. 0.5. At, at least yeah. half a point, because it's like, yeah, you can, I like, I can step outside this door that's over here, that's attached to my hobby space, do some spray paint real quick, just walk right back in the door. It's no big deal. Uh, yeah, I think that, that makes some sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, the next one is access to a good place to basically have 3D printer or an airbrush. Right. Yeah. So this is probably an interior space that has good ventilation or is at least separate from where uh, living creatures are spending most of their time. Right. Exactly. So this could be, you have, you know, could be a spare bedroom where with uh, like a filtration hood kind of thing, you know, yeah. it, it, it could be that sort of setup. It could be, you know, a basement where people aren't spending too much of their time. It could be a garage. But if you have access to a, a like a good interior place where you can either 3D print or airbrush without, uh, you know, anybody sleeping 10 feet away, <laughs> I think <Right>. that's worth, <laughs> I think that's worth a solid one point right there because not everybody has that. No, um, that can be, that can be tough. Uh, even for yeah. a long time, my my station was very open, like in a large room, but in a, in a room with like people, you know, right. Uh, so running an airbrush like that, eh, not ideal, you know, not right. ideal. No, I I certainly used to do a lot of airbrushing just in, you know, a bedroom in an apartment, and right. that was not ideal. Like I like I had <laughs> um I did have a a HEPA filter set up nearby. But the room sure. still got cloudy. Uh, like, yeah, that's, that's when you in really need yeah. to be like, uh, yeah, I gotta change something here. Because like, when you get that whole cloud effect with an airbrush right. and you can see it, it's like, 
yeah, you, you need to like be spraying into a fan that is attached to a HEPA filter, right? right, right? That cloud has to go somewhere, <laughs> you know, not that it's like, I, and I, again, I'm, I'm not like I'm a doctor. It's not the most unhealthy thing in the whole world, but it's not exactly good for you either. It's not like you should be breathing in paint fumes. It's not great. <laughs> I mean, on, on any of these safety things, I mean, it's hard to say, like, how bad is it to do this? I don't know. How bad is it to smoke one cigar a year? Or how bad is it to smoke two cigars a year? I don't know. <laughs> how like, often do you airbrush? <laughs> it's not good, but, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But, but yeah, having having a place where you really don't feel guilty about either having, uh, you know, resin out and, and 3D printing or, you know, is kind of about the same sort of place that you might be willing to have an airbrush going. Um, just have yeah. a, a little bit of uh, air protection, uh, you know. I don't know. I think that's a, something that not everybody has access to, and it's a plus one if you have that. And like I said, with the customization and, and specialization, that can be either 3D printing or airbrushing, or uh, I'm sure there's some... It, working with a lot of dusty grout or something <laughs> actually yeah like mixing up or or um, like power sand a place where you're willing to power right. sand or... <laughs> yeah so where you can have a palm sander on like if you're building boards or something uh yeah. okay good example uh luke at geek gaming uh used to build boards a lot right that was, his, that was a big thing he used to do and his hobby space at his house is like this kind of upper attic thing that did not have ventilation <laughs> or didn't seem to. And I mean, uh, he would end up and, and I've seen this lots of times on his channel where he would start in there and then eventually end up outside, like in the garden, you know, right. with everything up on like sawhorses to finish the board. Cause yeah. it's like, this the misses don't like me doing this much. in here, but me <laughs> exactly. do it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you got to keep that stuff in mind that, that like, right. uh, even, even like static grasses and, and yeah, the grouts and the powders and the sands and all the stuff you're putting down like that it definitely starts to add up. Like, uh, I have stains on my floor from like, you know, fake moss that won't come out even with a vacuum. It's just sure in there, you know? Yeah. So that stuff, this stuff gets everywhere. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll move on here. Um, now, we're assuming that with any of these setups, you have light. But if you have legitimately good light, that's an easy half of a point right there. If yeah. you have a good, you know, whatever type of light it may be, but if you have put extra light at your hobby desk and it is, it seems to be doing good by you, that's yeah. 0.5 easy. Yep. And if it's really good, that's plus one. Yeah, if it's really good. Now, yeah, I suppose the example for that is uh, there are plenty of overhead LED lights, lamps that are fairly inexpensive on Amazon that are good lights. They clip on. They're good. Um, even a little bit better than that is the like IKEA desk clamp lights and you put two above you and they're adjustable. And they, so you eliminate the shadows, right? That's like borderline very good lights. In fact, those are really all you ever need technically but as a step up to earn that extra half a point it's gonna go out yeah. i have a ring light above my head that drops circular you love that ring light 
over the model and gives me the perfect amount of light, 360 degrees. Hey, you can have a full point, Casey. I'll give it to you. That is an extra. It's, it's extra <laughs> is what it is. It's too much. But I love it. Yeah. Really well lit, decent color, and uh, not yeah. crazy shadows all over the place. Uh, I, I think the shadow elimination is really what you're looking for. Like the, the light temperature is, is you start getting a little bit into that like real specific how paint reacts with light, the reflection of that light into your eye, and all these other kind of color theory types of things. Like you don't want something that's too dark. You don't want something that's overly bright. But, you know, that seems even more extra. But. And, and, of course, people who are actually good at painting will suggest that you look at models in various different lights. That's true. And so yeah. that's even better if you have, you know, some pretty good bright lights where you're working, but it's very easy to to get some different lights around your room. That's even better. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, yeah. Those are things you should be looking for. Bring your model to the window every so often. See what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> okay. So at your painting desk, you may have a wet palette, and you almost certainly have a cup of water. So I am going to say that easy access to a sink is worth a quarter of a point. Man, that's now, that's important, too. It's good. Uh, yep. Now, the, the nearest sink to me is a bathroom, and it's a little bit of a walk away, and so I, I don't know if I'm... I don't know if I'm getting that quarter a point. Um, I have a sink shower and toilet attached to my hobby space nice that's a quarter yeah. point easy yeah uh, and i think that some people it's possible that they're working in a place that has like a utility sink nearby Definitely. a place where you can be washing anything no matter how nasty and, and paint clogged it is like if you have a utility sink in easy access to your hobby room that's half a point easy Oh yeah, yeah. Cause that you can you can throw anything in there. You can throw all the dirty paint water you want. Doesn't even matter. Yeah. If, it's all if stained. If you have a sink where you yeah. can just be chucking paint brushes in the bottom of the sink and leaving them there for a few hours, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's, yeah. that's a solid half point right there. That is that's a nice luxury. And oh, if you have please that, don't do that. <laughs> take that half point for yourself. Yeah. Oh, don't be that person though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. On, I, I before we because we're, we're kind of like halfway through at this point, but uh, I did want us to point out that you can tell some of these modifiers, right? They they make sense. They're giving you plus points. They're giving you like a good amount, right? You're getting a half point, quarter point, whatever. It's it's when you move into the the like slightly like. Yeah, you could just chuck paintbrushes in there and not give a shit. It's the douchebag point that you're kind of getting. I, you know, maybe that's harsh. Maybe it's a little harsh because I fall into this a lot of the times, you know. But I just yeah. wanted to throw that out there. It's why the 10 is the 10, and you should yeah. talk about more than a 10. That's all. Right. When I, when I go to the sink, point. when I go to the sink <laughs> with my dirty paint water, I pour the paint water very carefully right as down the center, center of the drain so that yeah. I'm not staining the sink bowl with <laughs> exactly. my paint water. Like, that's... I mean, hey, I have access to a drain and access to water, but I'm not exactly giving myself bonus points for that. Like, that's... that's uh, Right. Now, if I had, yeah, utility sink where you just slosh that on in there and you, yeah. you've got, like, a, 
a permanent pickle jar full of like super clean in the bottom of your sink that you're chucking <laughs> exactly. your paintbrushes into. Like, <laughs> hey, that that might not normally come across as like your setup at your hobby desk. Right. But that is a a real nice little luxury that you have that other yeah. people might not have. So yeah, yeah that's yeah. a better way to put it. Is it's the the luxury aspect, the slightly above average aspect of it. Maybe that's what I'm getting. Uh, and, at. and maybe you haven't considered this before, but you're like, hey, you know that is kind of nice. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not. Yeah, when I uh, when I do actually take my paintbrushes over to a sink, which I don't do too often, but yeah, again, it's it's. Uh, a bathroom sink and I'm being very careful to get the, the paint going straight down the drain so that I'm not, you know, staining the, the sink bowl or anything. Yeah. yeah. I do have to be careful with my attached bathroom. While I do generally like get it pretty messy, um, it is still used by other people. <laughs> like my wife's office is behind mine, so that's the closest bathroom. <laughs> so I, mm-hmm. I gotta be I gotta be a little careful. <laughs> like I can't just slosh paint everywhere. Um, yeah, I tend to, and I have to clean it up often. So, you know. Yep. All right, little little luxuries here. Do you have a close? Do you have a trash can next to your hobby desk? Yes. When it you're cutting apart your popsicle box. sticks, <laughs> and you got that waste piece of popsicle stick, and you got your little bit of paper towel that's as as full of paint as it's gonna get. Do you have a trash can next to your desk? And it's, it's not like you're generating have. a ton of trash, but every once in a while you generate a little bit of trash and do you have to get up to throw it away or can you can you keep your keep your desk nice and neat while you're sitting there? That's the question. Yeah. Trash it, can it, next nice. bot next door is one quarter of a point. Yeah. You should pretty much no matter what, no matter where you are, just have access to a trash can. That's a good idea. I don't know. We, it's like weirdly, inevitably something. It's like, oh, I got, I'm airbrush. I got to pop up this glove. It's like, well, what do I do with it? Oh, the trash can. Got to toss that. You know. It's like, it's actually pretty common to where I have a you know a couple of small trash cans. That, that, you know, I'm I was starting out a base five because I've got a couple of stations, but right, there are times right. where like my trash cans aren't nearby and it's noticeable. Like, right? Yeah, yeah, you feel it. Yeah. They're like, you oh no, it. I've got resin literally all over my gloves and hand. Like, I need to do something and I can't touch anything. I can't, like, open yeah. a, a I door. I need to stand <laughs> up to go throw this away. That's not, yeah. not as ideal as it could be. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So it's definitely uh, some, something to think about. How you feeling, Casey? I'm feeling okay. I don't know what's going on. We've had a couple of... Do you have access to, to Kleenex, to tissues near your hobby space? I, well, okay. Yeah, it's a good call since I've been you have, pulling you have my a nose stash periodically. Of cough drops? Yeah. Uh, I do, actually, which is the whole thing. It's a whole other thing. But, uh, no, I have a I have a paper towel roll attached to my, my desk over here, as well as gloves. I got one of those, like, glove holders. Pops out the gloves, but, you know. Nice. That's, nice. A, that's a different thing. Yeah. Oh, um, actually, okay, before we forget, I didn't write this down, but if you have a paper towel holder yeah. within reach at your desk, that's a quarter point easy. Right. I was pretty happy when I set one of those up. I, I almost forgot about that. That is easy I quarter mean, point. Okay, out of almost everything that I have in my hobby space, the paper towel dispenser is the best thing I have. Mm-hmm. Like, hands down. I Every single yeah. time it comes up, I'm like, thank you. Like I yes, it's it's there. 
I, I can grab the paper towels. I don't have to like run to the kitchen to be like, holy crap, I need to like clean something up right now. Like this cannot spread, you know, especially when you're working with 3D printers, like you have to have paper towels right next to you at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's been a lifesaver a lot. Yeah. You know what? If you're, if you're desperate for points, I'll let that be half a point. If you've Ooh. got, if, if you're sitting and painting right now and you can reach out with one hand and get a paper towel, give yourself half a point, you know? Oh, half a point Casey right there. Yeah, I think, I think, I'm not sure if that even got on the camera or not. I don't know. I, I didn't want know. to pull paper towels halfway across the, the frame. <laughs> Up next, uh, what else do we got? That's that's pretty important. Display, what are you what are you doing? Display shelf. Yes. Do you have a shelf to display your models? Well, after you're done painting stuff, where are you putting it? Yeah. That's, that's and this important. doesn't have to be at your painting desk. This can be anywhere in your living space or or place of work or or dorm room or. Yeah. Uh, your local library. If you have a place where you display your miniatures, right? I think that's that's plus point five to your hobby setup. Yeah, because you're you're decluttering. You got specific, you know, a, a space for your stuff, right? You're yeah. being thoughtful. This goes here. Yeah. I mean, if you if your way of displaying your finished minis is to put them into a shoe box and put them under your bed, you don't get any points for that. But if you have a shelf yeah. that is dedicated to your minis, that's half a point. I like and I have that. written down here, like if you have a display case, yes. so that is like glass doors and maybe multiple shelves within that case, that's a full yes. point. And you know, be honest with yourself. Like if you have multiple display cases, like, you know, you figure out a point system for yourself, but like a, a well, nice that, display case, point, you know, point easy. Yeah. Okay. Once again, I, I just want to stop and remind everybody that the extra that we're talking about, you know, it's like, yes, I have display cases that puts me into level 20 in my hobby situation. I have a display case here, 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 and here, and here. It's because your ego's so big. That's all. That's, yeah. that's why. Yeah, I, I, I refuse to count past 10. Exactly. I refuse. If right. if your number goes past 10, then don't you don't have to tell us. Yeah. Right, you don't you don't have to. You, you be modest about it. I'm just saying. Be a little humble. That's that's all. That's all we're asking for. Uh that being yeah. said, I do have a display case here, 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 there and there. Yes, your your hobby number is very high, Casey. It is it is very high, high hobby. But number. not above 10. Yeah. Not above ten. Not above ten. You, you you've got a nice setup. That's what you say. I do. How, how good is your good. hobby setup? You know, I'm pretty happy it's, it's with it. It's, it's pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. Pretty nice. Yeah. That's what you say. No complaint. Okay. Oh. Now talking about things that are pretty nice. Do you have any sweet posters on your wall? You got any cool decorations to? <laughs> okay, I have a sweet poster of Space <laughs> Cop. So yeah, uh, that's a quarter of a point. If you have sweet <laughs> posters, that is one quarter of a point. Well, I mean, you got some Goobertown originals behind you, you know. Those oh, yeah, I've got some stuff. cats behind me, too. Yeah, those are those count. Those count. Yeah, oh, yeah. Those if, you've got, count. if you have enriched your environment with, with stimulating artwork of any yeah. kind, 
Like if you've, if you have decorated your space in a way that makes you, you happy to be in that place and makes it inviting to spend time in quarter of a point for, for nice posters. Easy, easy. It's nice. It's nice to look at, especially when you get some good posters, you know, you got some nice stuff. Like I got this real nice, like a dark souls once upon a bonfire, like a screen printed poster that I I like very much that I've had for a while. Uh, I got this like a, Sauron's dark ale poster up over here that was a nice printed out piece that uh, my wife got me. Yeah, so I've got know. a fish. Yeah, a fish in a very small yeah. tank. But you know that that's a whole point system on its own. We'll go into that another time. Uh, that's different. That's different. We'll rank <laughs> fish tanks later. Yeah. <laughs> if if you want a fish, a fish tank ranking episode, just hit us up bravely. Just, yeah, tell just us leave a comment down in, yeah. in the the YouTube channel comments, and uh, we'll we'll come up with a ranking system for uh, fish tanks. You know what? I actually do have an entry here for good pets or goobers, and I there guess that's go. open to interpretation. But if hey, you, yeah, if your place okay. is made more inviting by good pets, that is pets that put you in a good mood that relax you, that you want to spend time with, and don't mess with your flow, that's worth half a point. Okay. But, okay, but I, not I all pets are good pets. Well, okay, but, but I mean, you got two cats in your space. And for the most part, they do pretty good. Uh, I think they've, they've been filmed several times, getting into some stuff, holding some shenanigans. If you will, uh, on this podcast, they are they are on this podcast quite often, hitting that microphone, uh, which isn't a bad thing, you know. Not <laughs> there goes one now. Uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing. So you know, I could see that you you got some cats that are that are not getting into your resin vats and uh, your paints, paint waters. Uh, I think on here somewhere, I also have like a space for like if you have bad pets that are getting into your stuff, that can oh, that's be 100% a demerit. Negative. Yeah, if you have so a dog, you're gonna have that to be honest. In. Yeah, you're gonna have to rank each of your pets or goobers separately, uh, <laughs> and kind of see what they average out to. And uh, yeah, all right. So yeah. kind of in in line with the like uh, enriching the environment, if you. If you are the sort of person who watches reruns of The Office while you paint, you know, if you do have a, a space to set up a, a laptop with that on it, or if you actually have, I don't know, whatever, speakers, yeah. TV, whatever sort of entertainment setup that is useful to you, I think that's, that's if you want it to be, it's half a point. Yeah. I don't know. Hot tip coming at you real quick. If you do want a TV at your hobby space and you don't want a TV at your hobby space, I would recommend either, obviously, an iPad, because that's pretty straightforward. But that's not what I'm talking about. The uh, the Echo, Alexa Echo thingies with the screen. They have screens now. Are incredibly useful in a hobby space. You can put timers on things. Yeah, yeah make schedules, reminders. And you can watch freaking TV and movies. My so goodness. Throw that out there. Yeah. All right. So I think that's that's some of the fluff points there. But let's let's get into like actual hobby tools, supplies, organization. 
yeah, because this is the. I don't know. I guess again, it's it's that the adding the luxury things or the the things that make it a little more convenient to do your hobby, right? Like, if you have an airbrush, it's a luxury tool. You know, it's extra. You don't need it. Paintbrush is what six bucks, six cents, depending on who you are. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So you know that that certainly makes a difference. So you don't need an airbrush to do this hobby. Like, come on now. I mean, some might no, argue no, no, you no. do, but whatever i would i'm that person but you know that's that's definitely a point right you got extra i think we already said that for airbrushes but yeah so i have written down here that if you have a decent selection of paints and they are decently organized and they are available to hand they are at your hobby desk whether it be a permanent or temporary hobby desk that's half a point it's a good call you got a, a decent number of paints and you know where the ones you want are, and you're able to reach out and get a useful paint. That's the one you want in, in like 10 seconds. Hey, that's a you got a decent organization system there, half a point. Yeah. Your paint, yeah. you got the paint you need right there, ready to go, half a point. I think that makes and sense. Yeah. yeah, I think that the same goes with, with brushes and tools. Like if if right there you were able to get the diamond file, the the sanding stick, the big paintbrush, the little paintbrush, the makeup brush, if you're able to just you know without getting up, reach and, and grab the thing you want, yeah, good selection, good organization for your tools, half point. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, well, yep. the things within arm's reach, as it were. That's kind of the important bit if you can grab it, you know, without. You know, you got your swivel chair, but you just grab it, and go. Yeah. Yes. I like yes. That. Um, now you you were talking about uh whether or not you get points for actually having an airbrush or or something like that. I mean, we did um, say that earlier. Technically, you well, do. the the place I was talking more about like you have a access to a good place to do that. Sure, we sure. Can, we can talk. Um, so there's, okay, so we just talked about there being points available for, like, your basic paints readily available, your basic tools readily available. Now, there, there's the more, like, luxury items, and, uh, we buy a lot of silly luxury <laughs> items, but this is just other tools that are not strictly necessary that, uh we tend to accumulate if given enough time and disposable income so yeah model holders brush holders paint holders ultrasonic cleaner paint shaker airbrush 3d printer uh i mean there's the, <laughs> if you want to count like dremel uh hot glue gun uh static grass applicator That's like the yeah yeah like like luxury kind of tools that yeah. might be at your desk. I don't know. Give yourself up to two points. You got, a, <laughs> you got to... a lot of crazy junk. Give yourself two points. Maybe, Fine. maybe if you have, if you have an airbrush setup that that's like airbrush compressor, uh, you got some way to ventilate, whether that's just opening a window or fan or whatever, whatever, uh, you know, that can count as the one. And then if you have something so left field as a static grass applicator, to go along with your hobby of painting miniatures, 
yeah, that 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 could be the two pointer for sure. Because it's it that's like the the spectrum of things, right? It's like, oh, I have uh, I bought this fifty dollar paintbrush, static grass applicator on the other end of that. It's like, are you painting? Are you building terrain? Like which one? Oh, you're doing both at like a a luxury level, <laughs> you know. Like that's that's definitely when you add that extra point. Yeah. So we we talked about electricals before, but I think I think a power strip that is uh safe and has lots of easily available plugs, that's a yeah. quarter of a point. And depending on how much you love it, it might even be half a point. Like well, good access to a good is, power right? strip. Yeah. yeah. That's on a proper circuit. That's not gonna burn your house down. So far, so not too many uh, daisy chained uh, you know, extension <laughs> cords. <laughs> right now, somebody okay. So the other day, I got I got this weird comment about like, oh, you know, video is fine. Um, did you see that horribly unsafe electrical job at like four minutes and eight seconds or something? You know, and it's like, uh, excuse me. And I I responded to that comment. I was like, oh, uh, my, uh. Cause I have, I do have a, uh, like a flat plug extension cord that's plugged in to the wall and I've run it through like one of those like conduit pieces, you know, the plastic covers that you go, that go on the wall and it goes up and over a door that goes behind my, uh, hobby desk over here. So I have this like lamp behind me. I can run my airbrush, you know, basic stuff. Um, and one of the panels had fallen off of the actual track and i mean it's, it's like they snap on there they come off so my of course my response was like oh no sir like i believe i'm taking more responsibility and not just leaving rando electrical out by covering this entire cable and not running it across the room on an open floor yeah thank you this extension cord is a permanent part of my house it's, it is now <laughs> yeah <laughs> but essentially Instead of running it just across the room to go under my desk, which is it's, it's like three feet away, I ran it up and over a door behind me and down the wall through this nice plastic. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's a little extra, but it's safety. Yeah. Safety. Yeah. If, uh, you know, because we do have lights and stuff, and if you do got your, your Alexa plugged in or whatever. Exactly. Uh, proper electricals quarter of a point and if you're really proud yeah. of your cable management you be oh yeah point i oh, feel yeah. good about it. i mean like my vortex has to be plugged into something like that's just how it goes okay so i've got uh something else written down here but i don't know if it overlaps with some of the other stuff we've done so okay if your desk has drawers like like if your desk has drawers with like actual pretty good organization system for stuff that you use a lot, I think that that may be worth an extra half point. And the same okay. goes yeah. for like shelves within reach, either shelves yeah. like right behind your desk or to the sides or whatever. Yeah. So that goes into a little bit of like having your paints and your tools organized, but I think you can go above and beyond if you've also got your tons of space for your, your pastes and, and gravel and putties and glues <laughs> and, and all that stuff. So That's true. You can you can go pretty nuts with it. Um for a long time I used uh uh what are they like the 
they're flat shelves with like a little lip on the end to put pictures in. They kind of lean up against the wall. Mm. Um, and they just, they're, they're, I guess they're just picture shelves, but they're really shallow. They're like two, two and a half inches in depth. Right. Um, and it's perfect for, for most paints, you know? So I just like, and they're like five feet, you know, wide. So they're pretty minimal on your wall and you just like line all the paints up and all your stuff. I, I did that for a long time. That worked out That's, pretty good. That is excellent. They're like cheap. Yeah. From Walmart too. Super cheap. Yeah. So, so in my current setup, I actually don't have any good shelves in reach, but it's a, a desk that's an actual desk with drawers, and many of those drawers are set up for hobby stuff with little dividers and stuff, so I'll give myself oh, yeah. give myself a little extra bonus for that, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, of course, the step up from that would be something like a hobby zone MDF setup, uh, you know, with racks and drawers and all the things <laughs> no i think you can give yourself a point for that i know what you're talking about <laughs> oh yeah no i mean no, that's that's definitely the the going above and beyond like organization because every little drawer is like very specific um like i i do like that about uh, those systems they're kind of fun because it's like ooh, this little drawer you're only gonna have heads in it. that that's all i'm putting in you <laughs> like i have a head drawer Love it. Just little tiny yeah. heads in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah. any of these setups that we've been talking about can be, you know, improved so much with some organization. Like if you have storage and organization right at hand, it's a good feeling and it's actually really useful. And yeah, definitely worth a serious modifier. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Right. Definitely. So next up is comfortable chair if you have a chair that yeah. allows you to be uh comfortable ergonomic uh safe for long periods of time <sighs> at your hobby desk yeah a good chair is worth a solid point and it depends it depends yeah. entirely on your body you know whether your chair is is average or whether your chair is actually a good place to be sitting Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and, and you think about it, like, chairs can get expensive. Mm -hmm. You know, the the nicer they are, you get the and It doesn't have to be an expensive chair, chair, but just like a chair that works with your body and... Yeah. And, like, you don't feel terrible if you sit there for four hours on, on a marathon of painting, you know? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, like, all of my desks are, uh, they're workshop height. So I have like a swively workshop bench with a good footrest that goes around and, and it's got like a little backrest too. That's pretty nice. And that's important like, that your chair matches your desk. Oh yeah. It's adjustable mm -hmm. too. That that's usually a bonus. Yeah. Nice adjustable chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so going along with that, uh of of comfort, do you have temperature and humidity control? So yeah, that's pretty important. That that probably should be like one that goes goes a little bit deeper, a little earlier, because like if you just straight up don't have a heater in your hobby space, like and all of your paints freeze, that's not a good thing. <laughs> it would be so bad. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the so, extreme. Uh, but uh, yeah, do you have to wear a hat while you're hobbying? 
Right. And, and like, hey, some people like to wear hats, but space, do you right? have to wear a hat like it, it, during certain seasons, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Like some basements get cold. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, after you you lose you want the, some sense of control. Yeah. Yeah, you're losing the nimbleness <laughs> in your fingers from sitting there for too long. Right, exactly. So. Yeah, when you can start to feel it in your <laughs> the tips of your fingers like it's time to get something else. It's time to get a heater. Something. Uh, 3D printing in temperature control. You have to have a temperature controlled yeah. space, right? So, Like you can't really do it without yeah. it. So we're actually getting into the minuses now. But if you if you are just hobbying in, in like a, a basement that has no temperature or humidity control, I think that's, you can lose a full point for the, if it's, if it's really. Yeah not not climate controlled that can be a full point for sure yeah because it can just be bad for for a lot of your your stuff you know your paint starts to to go weird like if you store spray paint in there then your spray paint's gonna start going weird uh like i said the the 3d printing if you're doing any of that just you know you can have failed prints because of temperature you know like could be for no other reason so that's definitely a negative. That's a big negative. Yeah. And we just talked about a chair. Like if you if you do have a chair that is hurting you, that's minus one. <laughs> yeah. First of all, stop sitting in that chair. Yeah. Get a new chair. Like you could probably find this is one an for free. Easy upgrade. Uh and that's why we're gonna give it such a big minus, is because you I want you to pay attention to it. If your chair is hurting yeah. you, that is a minus one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to be comfy. Gotta be comfy. If you're painting minis and you're not comfy, you're doing it wrong. Now, uh, we were kind of joking is, about this, this <laughs> uh, last episode, I think. But if you yeah, your hobby space uh, has access to poisonous spiders or scorpions uh, or snakes. Uh-huh. Snakes. If there, if there is anything Ants. poisonous yeah. which might legitimately hurt you in your hobby space, that's a minus one. That could be a larger minus, depending on uh, how bad it is. Well, okay, like legitimately, like scorpions sting you; they're not going to kill you. Uh, Black That's widow still minus one. You got to go to the hospital. You know what I'm saying? Uh, snakes less likely coming in the house unless you're in Australia, and then then I don't even know how you hobby in Australia. Like, how do you how do you guys yeah, do just, it? That's, just just be honest way. with your the actual risk of venomous creatures in your hobby space. And how venomous okay. they are. Just just be honest. This could be anywhere from minus one to minus ten. So Yeah. I okay, so we know several hobbyists who live in Australia, right? Mm-hmm. Like just mutually we, we do. Um you know, and as as we do occasionally talk between amongst each other, uh we were talking about eventually heading over to Australia. Um and one person was like, oh, yeah, you know, that'd be that'd be cool. You could stay here, here. And then they're like, well, maybe you want to stay at so-and-so's place because there's a lot less spiders than where I'm at. And it was just like, oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. And it's like, yeah, their hobby space is just riddled with murderous, venomous freaking animals. And it's like, I, OK, yeah, I just maybe wear I my bee suit the whole time. <laughs> Literally, bees. Yeah. yeah if you have uh, uh bees so, or yeah, wasps you bees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes uh 
ants. That's a negative. Uh, also could be a minus. Ants, 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 ants are more are like minus worst, 0.5 man. I have written oh. down if you've got like an ant issue. Yeah. Well, just just because that can be, honest, be dealt with, right? You, you got any uh, any little critters that shouldn't be there? Just you don't have to tell us. Just be honest with yourself. Apply an honest yeah. and appropriate <clears throat> modifier, negative modifier. Well, like okay, when I was talking about this, and I know why you put it on here, but when I was talking about this, I was talking about a fear, like an illegitimate fear that I have. No. You know what? I I think real or imaginary count. Like if you. If you have a fear, <laughs> if I think there could like, uh, potentially like get out be... your notepad, write down your list of fears yeah. that you feel while you're at your. I mean, like you know, All you don't need to write down ones. like inadequacy <laughs> or you know, your, like if uh, it's haunted, that's a minus imposter one. syndrome. Or you, you don't need to write down those fears, but if you have any like physical fears while sitting in your hobby space, sure, sure, uh, think about why that is and uh, and apply the appropriate modifier. Like that is that is absolutely worth the negative of the cool poster. That is the opposite of having cool okay. posters. Okay. Yeah, having fears. So so according to our system, <laughs> uh, the potential for poisonous snakes can be canceled out by a sick ass poster in your hobby space. Yeah, no, I think Just our sick. system is fair and balanced. It's fair. Yeah. It's definitely. If you have fair. a trap door above or below you that is freaking you out while you're working. Be honest with yourself and apply the modifier. That's that's, that's all we're call. saying. All right. Well, that section of my hobby space will uh, receive a negative one. Now, if you have any bad pets uh, uh, that that have access to your hobby space, if any pets are knocking over your paint yeah. water, getting weird footprints all over stuff, uh, getting into your your Bra pigments, eat, just eating your models. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, can be so up to minus goodness. one for sure. Uh, per item. That your dog has destroyed. Assuming you have a dog that destroys things. <laughs> uh, uh, again, with, with any of these negatives, just be honest with yourself. Um, but if you have if you have some bad pets or goobers, that's in the that yeah. could be in the vicinity of minus one. Yeah. True. I, I agree. Um, uh, luckily, I, I don't have any animals that that come back here. I do have a bird. That's back in the same general area that I am, but not in my hobby space. Occasionally, he does fly in and hangs out in my hobby space. Spent on the channel a few times. Little finch, kind of nice. So, kinda so nice. my cat's uh, litter pan is actually near my painting desk, and I am giving myself oh, a yes. demerit for that. Uh, but it would that would smell awful. Yeah, I mean, it, occasionally, people with you know cats are are used to the smell but every once in a while like right yeah. when gordon goes oh like <laughs> oh like yeah it's the right. same thing like, as you're snuffles painting, so you're just like, like it yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're sitting there and you can't see that litter pan and you're just you're painting uh you know you're just about ready to get in there and paint that eyeball yeah. you know with your with your little six cent makeup brush and all of a sudden, that wafting smell of Gordon hits you mm -hmm. right in the face, and and you you derp your model. Well, that's definitely yeah. a negative. So and and whether animal related or not, if your hobby space has funky smells that are that are distracting you, that's minus point five. Yeah. Again, just just be honest. Yeah, I mean, are there are there things that are if, that are making you feel creative and comfortable and and you know happy to be there, or are there things that are just uh -huh. detracting from that funky smells be right. honest if, that's, if, that's if a minus point five apartment above a deli 
I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Do you have uh, uh annoying sounds like not smells but sounds clanking pipes, noisy neighbors? That's minus point five. I think I'm right there. Hmm? Hmm? It's pretty quiet. Occasionally, uh, weirdly too, at like uh, two in the morning, like I'll get a neighbor that's that's down the street that likes to work on like hot rods, right? Mm-hmm. But like the the annoyingly loud like rat rod style ones, and they just love to be like, "Oh man, I've done all this work. Let's test it out at two in the morning." And, like, rev the engine for a good solid, like, 20 seconds. And it's, like, it's loud, okay? You might have and to give yourself a minus point five for that. Well, I should probably, in the case of just being up at that late anyways, not be giving myself points for anything, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, a minus that's, points for your sleeping anything, arrangement, Anything past too. midnight, and all of a sudden, yeah, you're, you're really, uh, you're starting to take a, a hit on your paint quality like at a certain point. I mean, everybody's different, obviously, but generally you hit a certain point and you know when that point is for yourself. Like you just should go to bed because you're, you're not going to be getting anything productive done, you know? So, right. Yeah. Right. You know, just, uh, yeah. All right. So those were the big negatives I had written down. Um, I think if you have access to nice natural light, I think that can be worth a full plus point one if we're trying to trying to get back up some points after your funky Just spells and little, like noisy neighbors. If you need yeah. some more points, if you if you are yeah. painting during the day, and be honest about this, if you do paint during the day, and you have nice natural light, give yourself up to plus one, because that's that yeah. is nice. Like a skylight, poof. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, a nice bay yeah. window. Yeah, a, a dormer. Oh, yeah. you got your nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know that that's that's what I had written down light. here. I mean, you. I want you guys to think about if there's anything we missed. Uh, we we welcome. We, we definitely did <laughs> friendly debate on. about yeah. this stupid stupid system. Uh, we we want Absolutely. you to. The the point of this is is mostly to have fun, but also just to think about like, you know, how how to make little improvements where you where you live and work so that you spend more time there and paint some more yeah. models. Yeah. yeah. Well, and obviously, like, you know, we talk about jokingly like the the ego thing and the getting up there, and and it is just something probably to keep in mind that like not everybody has an awesome hobby space that's separate in their own room and whatever whatever um but you can still have a really good space without all that stuff and honestly having more stuff is not necessarily a good thing like it can be a detriment to getting your stuff done i wanted to put on this list it's a negative if you have too many models to paint this is straight up negative it sucks it's a bad feeling and you're never gonna paint them all so you know keep in mind that like too much is not necessarily a good thing yeah no i i uh haven't done all the math on this but i'm pretty sure that you can get up to a a total of 10 if your kitchen table has some nice light and it's in a nice environment it's at the right temperature and you know on the kitchen table actually you probably have to drag over a different chair 
for it to really be ergonomic and a good place to sit. At least all the kitchen I mean, hey, chairs I've uh, ever sat in. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Like if your computer desk is on the same level and and your painting area can then be pulled with the the nice chair yeah. or something, you know what I mean? Because like, like I've got I've got my nice swivelly chair for my my tall desks, and then in the closet with my computer, um, where I used to paint, it's like it's got the nice computer chair, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, my computer, uh, but I don't, I don't paint there very often. But I don't know. you could pull it out. Yeah, be be thankful the, for the, the cool hobby table. spaces that you do have. No, no matter how uh, crazy or humble they may be, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, whole, the point is that uh, you're making an effort from even the first level to just paint some minis, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I think that's definitely important. So I am I am happy with this second attempt at this ranking system. I think we've come a long way yeah. from giving it no thought at all in episode four. And I am <laughs> I mean, hey, we came up with that on the fly. Okay. Uh, this is gonna keep turning around <laughs> in the back of our heads and we'll be back. Yeah. We'll be back. Yeah, I'm already I'm already thinking like we could I don't know. Anyways, that'll be for next year, right? <laughs> oh man. So, do you have anything else you want to add to this particular topic? Nah, nah. I I haven't even I haven't even done the calculation for myself. Like it's it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's all all good it fun. It doesn't. But think think about little ways you can improve or. Just think about little ways that'll get you to to sit at your desk and paint more minis. That's what it's all about. Um, yeah. I'm I am content. I am content with where we're at for today, and I'm ready to declare victory. Perfect. Well, in that case, then thank you again for joining us. Another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. And as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Talk to you next time. Yeah, we're just taking a break right now. I see that. <laughs> I know. If you're... You just got up and like, taking a break. <laughs> I can't, I don't know what the hell... Like, of course, uh... Right before we record, it's like before we put the kid to bed, you okay. know, fire pit and all that. But of course, yeah. now it's just like hit me in the face. Stupid ass fire.